and welcome to the New Zealand Initiatives podcast. I'm Simone White and today we are joined by Senior Fellow David Law who has recently co-authored a paper on educational performance and funding in New Zealand. Hi David, how are you? Good thanks, how are you going? So can you just give me a bit of an overview about what this paper looked at? Sure, well like many people, uh, my colleague uh, and co-author Joel and I have Um, followed with interest some of the recent stories about our declining education performance and we wanted to have a little bit of a deeper look into that, see how big the problem actually is and take a look at a couple of things uh, to see if there's something perhaps simple that's behind it like a lack of funding. Okay so let's start with educational performance. What can you tell us about the performance of our primary and secondary students in New Zealand? Well, it's really interesting. Since NCEA was uh, bought in in New Zealand in the early 2000s, NCEA pass rates have been rocketing up. So in 2005, about 58% of school leavers left with NCEA level two or above. That's now closer to 80%. But it's not translating into better performance in key skills like reading, maths and science. Because when we look at uh, international surveys, we looked at three, uh, surveys called Pearls, Tim's and PISA, um, and, and those surveys are run out of uh, international organisations, uh, one of which, for example, PISA is administered by the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, where I used to work. The New Zealand Ministry of Education doesn't have a hand in running those surveys, and these organisations do a really good job, in my opinion, of trying to make things comparable across countries and across students. So when we looked into these surveys, unfortunately what we find is that for the last couple of decades, basically, across the board, across reading, maths and science and a few different age groups, uh, our performance has really been in decline. And a really good example of that, well, a bad example of that, uh, is our math scores in PISA. So uh, 20 years ago, we were at the head of the class. We ranked about fourth in that survey uh, for 15-year-olds in maths. Uh, now that's 27th. And to make that a little bit more concrete, uh, what it equates to is our 15-year-olds today are only about as good at maths as our 13-and-a-half-year-olds were uh, in 2000. So uh, there's been quite a substantial decline. And so the second part of this paper is about the funding. So what can you tell us about the levels of funding New Zealand students are getting and how that does or doesn't relate to performance? Yeah, uh, so we looked at uh, funding in a few different ways. Um, But basically what we found is that both in absolute and relative to other country terms, funding's increased quite substantially. So on a per-pupil basis for primary students over roughly that kind of time horizon, funding has increased by a little bit over $2,000 for primary students and a bit under $3,000 for secondary students. That increase has been significant enough that when we compare to other countries in the OECD, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, we were spending only about three quarters of the OECD average uh, for both primary and secondary school students and getting really good results. Now we're spending about average, or actually in the case of secondary school students, a little bit above, and our results are much more average. Uh, So, yeah, I was really surprised to see that at the same time as we've had slipping education performance, we've actually had 
quite significant increases in funding. Yeah, that is very surprising. So are there any international lessons that we can look at sort of that could describe the relationship between funding and performance at all? Yeah, so I mentioned I was surprised by what we just found and started digging a little bit more. Uh, both Joel and I uh, did. And and basically, the OECD, again, they've done a little bit more careful analysis. And what they uh, say is that uh, if you split countries into two groups, kind of relatively low-spending countries and relatively high-spending countries, sure, for the relatively low-spending countries, there is um, a relationship that you can see between spending and education performance when you spend more you on average tend to get more but w- once you spend a certain amount and New Zealand falls into this next category of relatively high spending countries the relationship doesn't hold anymore what I mean by that is if you're trying to guess a country's uh, educational performance uh, you're not going to do a very good job guessing if you're looking at how much how much they spend so you know going forward you know, we can't really assume that if we were th- to throw more money at the problem that we have in front of us now, trying to arrest the educational decline, that um, that would necessarily work. And actually, I mean, to elaborate on that just a little bit more, um, to make the point really concrete, when the OECD e- explain it, they c- compare and contrast two countries, uh, one of which is Hungary and the other is Luxembourg. They have exa- basically exactly the same education performance, but... Hungary spends about 47,000 US dollars on a student's career. Luxembourg spends 187,000, so almost four times as much for the same outcome. Yeah, those are some big numbers there, some big costs. So if you pull together all of the information in your report, what would be the key conclusion? Yeah, well, basically, uh, more funding for countries like New Zealand uh, isn't a silver bullet when it comes to education. There are two really good reasons why we can say that, I think. One is that we've increased funding by a lot in New Zealand in in the recent history, and we haven't got anything really out of it in terms of extra achievement. We haven't got a good value for money from that extra investment in in those terms. And, you know, as I said before, the relationship internationally is really weak, so we probably shouldn't think that we would uh, in the first place. So the OECD and, and, and the New Zealand Initiative as well, I think really would stress the importance that you know it's not really how much you spend uh, on education or in, indeed any public policy problem really. It's, it's uh, how you spend. Uh, and in the, in the case of education, um, I think it's, it's really important to think carefully going forward about you know, how we're teaching children, what we're teaching them, and how we're assessing them. Education does continue to be one of the core research topics for the initiative, and we have got plenty more in the pipeline coming up over the year, so keep an eye on our website, nzinitiative.org.nz, for further updates. Thanks very much, David, for joining us. That was very interesting. Thank you.